I bet you have some things lying around, some old things that you know you really need to get rid of. Like maybe you have some blue jeans that have some sequins on the back pockets, or you're holding on to that halter top that you wore maybe 30 pounds ago. If they're still in your drawer, let me be the first to tell you, let them go already. You are never going to wear them. Or maybe I should say you never should wear them. Really, you really shouldn't. But we hold on to things, don't we? It's so weird. It's like, you should know this. I am still using the same comb that I used in high school. That's since the 80s. And I'm still wearing the same L.L. Bean anorak that I've had for nearly as long. So I get it. We hold on to things. And so it is with our miserable old stories about ourselves. We hold on to the stories about the the wrongs that have been done to us. We hold on to the ideas about our flaws and, and all this negative stuff. We hold on to them for dear life. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about these. We're going to talk about these stories, these things we hold on about ourselves. And you know what? More importantly, we're going to talk about how to get rid of them. Hello, I'm Sherry Honeycutt from Life by Design, and I'm super excited that you're listening to this podcast. I've created it for people just like me who sometimes look at our life and go, "Ugh, is this as good as it's going to get? My hope is, is that you find some tips and things that you can execute after listening to this podcast that'll help you create the life that you've always intended. My aim with all my work is that I help you create a beautiful life on the inside and out. I hope it's faster than therapy and way more satisfying than eating a bowl of potato chips. You can find more about what I'm doing at SherryHoneyCut.com, C-H-E-R-I-H-O-N-E-Y-C-U-T-T. And if you're ready, let's grab a cup of coffee or tea and let's get started clearing your mind, clearing the clutter, and clearing a path to the life that you've always intended. Oh, the stories. You know the ones, the ones that say that either you've always got to be perfect or that you're fatally flawed and here's a list of them or somehow success is something that happens only to those other people over there or that you're a disorganized hot mess and ain't nothing ever going to change. Whatever your story is, you know what I'm talking about. And you could even say that perhaps some of these stories are true. You can point to evidence or instances where maybe they were true. Maybe you are a hot mess in some parts of your life. Maybe even having these thoughts served at one time to motivate you. But I'd bet money, they're doing you far more harm than good. And that keeping them in your mental closet is just clutter. And it's likely keeping you from bringing in the good stuff, better thoughts and better ideas. You're wasting your space. But Sherry, I've got plenty of space. Oh, bull, you don't. None of us can afford to give our prime real estate, which is our brain and our hearts and our soul, to anything that's not serving our highest good, be that in our physical space or in our mental space. We simply can't afford to do it. So we got to get rid of some of those old ideas. Note, I will tell you that getting rid of crappy ideas, those thoughts and beliefs that you've been holding on for a long time is probably harder than getting rid of your crappy stuff. But they work together, chicken, egg, chicken, egg. We could debate that all day long. But here's the deal, like most of the things that I talk about on this podcast, it's a simple idea, 
but not always easy. Not always easy. And I don't want you to think for one minute that I am making it easy and not understanding how hard it can be to throw out old ideas. I do. Actually, I don't think there's anything harder anything more difficult than changing our mind and releasing old thoughts. There's lots of good techniques out there, some many of which I've tried. There's the emotional freedom technique, if you've heard about it, of tapping on different acupuncture points for things around trauma and therapies. There's EMDR. Heck, I even wrote a book about this and a long time ago called Boom Thinking, The Gutsy Guide to Breaking Out of Old Mindsets. There's lots and lots of things, DBT therapy, all kinds of ways, and all of them are good. All of them are good. All that being said, I have never met anyone who woke up one day and completely got rid of negative life draining thoughts. I still hold that it's possible. I will always believe that it's possible. I just think it's kind of like winning the lottery or eating an avocado at exactly the right time. You know, we know it can happen, but it's just not something that's very likely to happen. So we have to work at it. We have to work at this over and over and over. And in my own efforts to exercise my own negative thoughts quickly and really with, you know, without a lot of effort, I've done a lot of things. One day I even took a pan. I went to Goodwill and bought a pan and I put Epsom salts in it and pure grain alcohol and I caught it on fire. And I walked around my house waving it around. Imagine my daughter as I come into her bedroom with a flaming pan. Cue the eye roll here. But in fact, those harmful stories that we have, some of them hold on for dear life. It's crazy. I tell you all this to prove or to point out that I have been working on this, watching others, making a study of humans and our stories. And I've come to realize that our negative thoughts are just not simply garbage that need to be taken out. In fact, they're, or maybe they were, they were incredibly important beliefs that we've had and at some point served us or at least at the root of them it was an effort to serve us even those terrible hurtful stories like I'm so ugly or no one loves me even those thoughts may at the at their core have had some good intention but as we evolve and grow these terribly hurtful or these harmful beliefs just don't fit us anymore And that's great. Thank you. They don't fit us anymore. And it's time for us to finally let them go and realize that we've been feeding ourselves a lot of a lot of crap. And let me tell you what happens when you realize this. With that comes a lot of pain. And what I say to that pain is congratulations. But Jerry, why do you say congratulations? Are you a sadist? No, I'm not. I just know that this kind of pain, that you're that you have something that doesn't fit, this is a good sign. This pain means that the wiser part of you is finally getting up the gumption to to speak up and begin singing, and we're not gonna take it. I mean, we the sage-like part of us, the sage-like part of you realizes that there's a happier way to be. It's a good day. Another way of saying this is that like this rock in your shoe or this painful story that you've held on to is making you so uncomfortable that you got to stop 
take off your shoe and find a new way to move forward. It's causing you to stop and do the thing you really need to do. That's what this pain is doing. It's kind of like you're an an enlightened tube of toothpaste. Once the toothpaste is out, it cannot be put back in. That's a good thing. And when this happens, you're waking up and you're on a way to changing or maybe even completely tossing out your old stories. And that's a great day. But here's the thing. Most of us have grown to love our stories. We love them because we know them. They're comfortable. And trust me here, even things that hurt can be comfortable. These stories of ours fit us like that raggedy old pair of sweatpants that you've hung on to for years. You know, the ones, the ones with the holes in the knees and the paint stains and the paper thin fabric in the crotch. We love those sweatpants. We know they're disgusting to others who just can't appreciate them. We accept that most people wouldn't wear them, but we see their beauty. So we keep them in the drawer and on some of those lonely, I just want to eat raw cookie dough kind of nights, we pull them out and we put them on. We love those pants. And so it is with some of our stories. Years ago, there was a popular show called What Not to Wear. It was produced by, I think, TLC. I don't remember. Anyway, loads of people would come on there and they would bring in their clothes, what were in their closet. And then the host would say, nope, you got to get rid of that. Got to get rid of that. And people would be just like crying and really angry over some awful piece of clothing. And and this is clothing, trust me, that would look better on fire than on a body. Why were they fighting for that? It was comfort. And I'm not talking about physical comfort alone, but comfort on how it made them feel. But by the end of the show, of course, it was a show to do this. So, of course, they were always successful. But the host would have shown these poor fashionless stuck people that making a commitment to a new way, a new way to dress in this case, and maybe learning some new skills and paying more close attention, they could transform. They could blossom maybe into a new them or the them that had been hiding all along. The person that was hiding behind those ugly clothes or the out of style hair or maybe even some old moldy, oldy moldy old stories. And most of the time, each of these folks would later admit that those stained, misshapen sweatpants or whatever the equivalent was, was holding them back. They could finally acknowledge that throwing out these old clothes was the first step in becoming a better person. And again, so it is with our stories. Our stories are like those nasty ass sweatpants. Or it could be that broken down sofa you won't get rid of or those pictures of your exes that you still have or your skinny jeans, whatever that you're holding on to. You get my picture here. We love them. We love our stories or so we think. Or we might say to us, well, we've had them for so long because they were given to us. So what? You can still get rid of them. Or we might even convince ourselves that these stories are somehow good for us. But I'm going to tell you, they're dragging you down. We've got to get rid of them like yesterday's news. 
One of the most helpful tips that I've heard to help us do this was created by Carolyn Mace, I believe. She's a spiritual healer and author, and she encouraged people to limit the amount of airtime they give their stories. And boy, oh boy, is this one hard. But she says when, that when we have a story, and what she's talking about here is like when something bad happens to us. Let's say, I got cheated by that store clerk again, or, or there goes another relationship. I just seem to attract such losers, you know, that when something bad happens happens to us. She says, limit the number of times we share the story with others. She says three times, three times is plenty. Then we need to put it to rest, tell it three times and then let it go. And this is brilliant because one of the ways that our many stories fold into ginormous, mega stained sweatpants kind of stories is we keep fueling them. We keep talking about this so-called evidence over and over and over again. We give energy to the negative and guess what we get? More things happening to us that prove our story true. So we have to stop it. Martha Beck, a coach and writer that I admire, she calls this tendency to go on and on and on about things story fondling. Oh, and see, I'm such a story fondler. I get it. She's talking right to me. But after telling this a couple of times to process through it, we need to quit it. Anything after that is just harming us. So I ask you, what are your stories? What are those negative stories or thoughts that you tell yourself over and over and over again. If you don't know what they are, I hope you do something to, to, to capture those. Listen to what you're saying to yourself. Listen to the thoughts that you have. And then I want you to go further and ask yourself, how do these make me feel? How do I feel? Do they motivate you? I strongly doubt it. Do they comfort you in some weird way? I bet they do. And do they hold you back? Bet they do. And do you want to get rid of them? Oh, please say yes. Please say yes. Then you got to let them go. It's simple, but it's not easy. But you got to do it to be happy and to live the beautiful life you've always intended. Please let them go. Thanks so much for taking time to listen to this podcast today. And I sure do hope you've gotten a pearl or two that's helpful. And know that if you said you're ready to let them go and you need some help, I'm here. I have free resources on my website. Plus, I'm here as a coach if you're inspired to do it. So check me out at SherryHoneycott.com. And if you like this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a comment. Share, 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 share. That's how I put my work out into the world. If you're listening to it on iTunes or Spotify or Google, subscribe. That's how other people find out that I'm here and maybe they can find it helpful. But most importantly, remember this. You can have a beautiful life. You just have to clear your mind and clear your clutter so you can clear a path to the life you've always intended. Until next time.